We're back. And deader than ever. I'm Kelly. I'm Tamara. And this is Ghoul Beats. Um, I wanted to tell you something and now I can't remember because we were talking for too long. <clears throat> About Ghoul cool Beans? Um, no. <laughs> it'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back. I like your sweatshirt. Thanks. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I like your. I thought that you had a, um, you were having an experience because moments before we recorded, Kelly thought I had a cat in my lap. <laughs> I don't. It was a blanket. <laughs> Thank God. <clears throat> Has it been spooky at your apartment? No, it's been fine, actually. Great. They're taking the holidays off, I guess. Love that for them. <laughs> I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's been I'm happy that your finals are almost over. They're they're almost. They're halfway done. And then we can hang out. <clears throat> I'm gonna see you Saturday. I have a Christmas present for you, but I don't know if it'll be in by Saturday. But I'm excited. You know how I get. <laughs> I know how you get. <laughs> I'm the person that like buys a gift and immediately turns to the person and is like guess what I got you <laughs> <laughs> literally me I saw someone on Amazon like I can't resist and then mm. I bought it and then it's for sewing yeah and they were sewing and I was like do you want your present <laughs> and they're like no like let's wait you know da, da, da. I'm like no but it would be so helpful not me like trying to get them to open it right <laughs> right <laughs> forcing really mm, they did What are you drinking? What do you think I'm drinking? Papa Nicholas. Oh, yes. I love him. Papa's back. Papa's back in town. I love him. He's like, he's the one man that's ever been there for me. <laughs> uh, same flavor. Same, same vibe. Yeah. Although we have been, we have this like zester. Mm-hmm. So I've been like um, fresh, freshly zesting a cinnamon stick. <laughs> Look at you. Look at oh my you. God. It makes a difference. Like peppercorns. It makes a difference. <laughs> um, That's incredible. I have a question for you. People. Yeah. <clears throat> What's your Olive gar- Garden order? My Olive Garden order is a lot of the times endless soup and salad. Mm-hmm. What soup? The chicken gnocchi. Okay. I'm a, I love I love a cup of cream. <laughs> <laughs> you. One thing about you... You're going to fuck up a cup of cream. If you put cheese and cream in any kind of arrangement, it will be inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> I get the Zeppa Toscana. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is not like the normal, in my experience, that's, that's not the one that like people fuck with a lot. I, I notice that people like the bean one. Yeah, the pasta fazool. <laughs> and I feel, to me, it's wrong and unacceptable, like strawberries in a salad. I love a strawberry. What about a tangerine in a salad? Disgusting. Chomp, chomp. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. It does not go there. It does sometimes. So, so yours is beans and soup? You can't handle a bean soup? I can't. Mm, not that. <laughs> 
bean soup. Like, the, if the bean is blended. So, like, the black bean soup that literally just looks like tar. I love black bean soup. See, you can't come at me and say, I don't like the pasta fujul. That's like, <laughs> you're eating the little beans. Garden. You may as well just but have, like... Me- let me sip on this beans. bean paste. Let me sip yeah. on this watery bean milk. It's not watery. Mary it's, bean it's not watery, and that's a problem. <laughs> what? The go the the ghost is upset. Ugh. Is it the beans, you think? You think they're for or against bean soup? I think that they don't like Olive Garden. Whoa. Yeah. I feel like that's actually I don't like it now. <laughs> <laughs> we live so close to an olive garden. That um, sometimes we're like, should we just go to Olive Garden? You absolutely should. If you ever have the thought, should we go to Olive Garden? That's a yes. That's intuition knocking at your door. <laughs> I agree. And it's a good deal if you can make yourself eat more than one thing of soup. And you know I do. I walk out of there feeling as disgusting as I should. Thank you. It's <laughs> almost like craving embarrassment. Like, maybe I have a humiliation kink. Do you... <laughs> do you remember... I don't know. I don't. Do. That used pot. to be... <laughs> I'll cry. Do not humiliate me. <laughs> Do you remember when, like, it, Olive Garden was, like, a little more upscale moment for the fam bam? Mm, of course. I remember having to wear Sunday best to Olive Garden. <laughs> and I knew something was wrong then because other people would be in flops. And I'd be like, why did I have to wear my little Sunday dress? Why am I dressed to the nines in this spring Olive Garden? Olive Garden? <laughs> and then when you're a teenager, even you're still a little bit like, oh, Olive Garden's fancy. Why was I in a Could full beat at an Olive Garden? <laughs> I think it's be. I think it's the chocolate mints at the end. Honestly, I think it was the um, Tuscan murals <laughs> on the walls, <laughs> the wrought the iron, little, the little half brick wall that they. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. The fireplace in every room. Yeah, it's a trip to Italy on a budget. I was there, and I was family. <laughs> and they uh, play music in there. It's so corny. Like everybody, <laughs> I wonder, does Olive Garden exist in other countries? Oh, does Olive Garden exist in like other states? Don't look at me like I should know. <laughs> I don't know if they've gone national. <laughs> of course. That is not an Illinois thing. Are you sure? Yes. Although that would be iconic. <laughs> Listen, under what states is le- is weed legal in, what states is Olive Garden is, is the number two search. Just so <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's literally all over. It couldn't be more on the map. <laughs> It's basically the like the mountain range. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I. That's our Valentine's Day tradition. We go to Olive Garden. That's incredible. We get drunk in Olive Garden on peach bellinis. I want to do that. You should. It's incredible. I love Olive Garden. Their sangria. I like their little sangries too. <laughs> They were extra popular because they would come by the table with their little, like, samplers. Oh, my God. The cheese man. He's asking me when to stop. It's a dangerous game. (laughs) 
We might be here all day, sir. You basically just entered a staring contest. Why is he looking at you? He's begging me to say stop. He's crying. <laughs> He's like, please, we're out of cheese. I'm like, go get another. The jewel's up the block. <laughs> Give me a bag of Papa Nichols. Oh, for real. Um, I'm drinking Mount Comfort Coffee, the Peru blend. It's a pretty She's bag. Not, it is a pretty bag for no one who can't see, but it's a little camping motif. It is not from Woodman's. It's from Costco. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. It's good. It's all right. Like, I'm not going to rave about it. It's a medium roast, and apparently it's from 12,000, no, 1,200 to 1,400 meters high, um, where the bean grows, I guess. Wow. And that's about all I got. But it's okay. It's fine. It's Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But I like coffee, so I will continue to drink. Yeah, it's just like, it's coffee. Has there ever been, like, a coffee that you could not finish drinking? Mm. Like I know yeah. sometimes Dunkin' like has their cigarette water days, but like yeah. more so like a typical brand, like a brand that's like every time I have it, it's ass, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't. There is a certain bean, yeah, at certain coffee shops out here. Um, that if I see that they have it, I don't want to slander them, but Metropolis. Oh, I do okay. not fuck with this brand and. <clears throat> If we go to a coffee shop and I see, like, oh, beans from this place, I'm mm-hmm. like, never mind. <laughs> don't even. I don't even yeah. want to be here anymore. Yeah. That's fair. There's been, like, different hotel coffees that I'm like, yeah, but, uh. Yeah. I mean, that's different, though. It is different. Um, I guess there is, though, there is a brand similar in hotels that are very popular now uh like the ingenious or the mm. like starts with an i or something intelligentsia yeah i do not like intelligentsia we love intelligentsia <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe it's just like obviously moldy hotel coffee makers, yeah <laughs> i always feel like i'm never gonna make the coffee or have coffee better than in a coffee shop that knows what the fuck they're doing for sure but in coffee shops, I know what the fuck they're doing. The brand that I don't like, it's still, like, to me, I'm like, mm. it's so, like, it zips me in the mouth, and I don't like that. Yeah. And I haven't tried that one brand. I haven't tried it anywhere where, like, they're making good coffee. Mm. So I should try that before I declare not liking it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, a little local lore today. Oh, yeah. Today's a local lore, and we decided to do Illinois. We came back. We, we Mama's come home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. A little special. <clears throat> so, I decided to do Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. And I don't know if you... I, I have never been there. No, um, me neither. But apparently, there's like a forest preserve. No, ma'am. <laughs> which means that we have to go. Um, no, ma'am. <laughs> yes, it's in Cook County. Um, we're... The last time we went to a forest preserve that also had a cemetery was Potato Creek. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I often think of that with fond memories. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was fun and spooky. Very um, spooky. Okay, so let's begin with a little background. The settlement at Bachelors Grove began as early as the late 1820s 
with larger numbers of immigrants arriving in the 1830s and 1840s. The initial settlers were generally American Yankees of Irish, English, and Scottish descent, most of whom came here from New York, Vermont, and Connecticut. The cemetery is one of the oldest cemeteries in South Cook County. It is located in Bremen Township, Cook County, Illinois, on the 143rd Street, three-tenths of a mile east of Bridgen Avenue. The cemetery has been inactive since 1989. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Legend has it that the cemetery got its name because only men were buried here, but actually it came from the name of a family who settled in the area. Bachelors Grove Cemetery was established no later than November 1844 with the burial of Miss Eliza Scott, though some sources allude to the burials having taken place on the grounds as early as 1836. The cemetery was founded by Edward M. Everton, with some land possibly added years later by Frederick Schmidt, though hard evidence of the Schmidt edition has eluded researchers. You think you'd be able to, like, track where people are buried? No, and it says that, like, sources... How says sources allude to burials taking place as early as 1836? Those are, there's no, like, headstones. So how mm. do we... You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's no headstones that early. Yeah. Prior to World War II, the cemetery was a typical small township cemetery. In the days when picnicking in cemeteries was fashionable, family members would picnic on the grounds. Some would also fish or swim in the former dock. After World War II, however, things changed. And not for the better. Many family members of those buried in the cemetery moved out of the area and no longer visited. When the Midlothian Turnpike was realigned into 143rd Street, the former routing became a lover's lane, a place frequented by teenagers drinking underage and otherwise misbehaving. The trustees of the cemetery tried to get a new entrance to 143rd Street after the old alignment of the Midlothian Turnpike was closed. However, they were unable to gain a required easement from the Cook County Forest Preserve. It was also at this time that reports of paranormal activity surrounding the cemetery and nearby Midlothian truly began to spike. Oh, no. Peaking in the 1970s. Okay. I know. This combination of an isolated rural location not routinely patrolled by the sheriff's police, and reputation as a haunted area drew many people in whose interests were demonstrably not in the interests of the cemetery. Okay, so like vandals and stuff? I guess. Partiers and whatnot? The vandalism of graves became almost routine. Almost all of the headstones were vandalized and broken. Some headstones were partially or entirely thrown into the flooded quarry. Oh my god, right. uh, Yeah. Others were removed from the property, some being recovered by police departments as far away as Maywood, Evergreen Park, and Chicago. I have never walked through a cemetery and been like, let me steal this headstone. In my life. (laughs) Never. Evidence of the performance of satanic rituals has been found in the cemetery, along with evidence of attempts to open and rob graves. This undesirable conduct was not performed by, caused directly by, or condoned by legitimate paranormal researchers. However, the same rumors and reports that attracted legit paranormal researchers also attracted those whose behavior was not up to standards. Mm, Like us. (laughs) We have never (laughs) robbed a grave. No. (laughs) We're our paranormal uh, researching standards. (laughs) I guess. Just beyond the rear barrier of the cemetery wall is a small, stagnant pond. This pond... while outside of the graveyard, is still not untouched by the horror connected to the place. One night in the late 1970s, two Cook County Forest Preserve officers were on night patrol near here and claimed to see 
the apparition of a horse emerged from the waters of the pond. The animal appeared to be pulling a plow behind it that was steered by the ghost of an old man. The vision crossed the road in front of the ranger's vehicle. It was framed for a moment in the glare of their headlights and then vanished into the forest. The men simply stared in shock for a moment and then looked at one another to be sure that they had both seen the same thing. They later reported the incident and since then have not been the last to see the old man and the horse. Oh my god. What would you do? Pass out. Run. <laughs> We've said this before. <laughs> Little did the rangers know, but this apparition was actually part of an old legend connected to the pond. It seems that in the 1870s, a farmer was plowing nearby field when something startled his horse. The farmer was caught by surprise and became tangled in the reins. He was dragged behind the horse and it plunged into the small pond. Unable to free himself, he was drowned in the murky water by the weight of the horse in the plow. Oh my god. Clarence Fulton approached Bremen Township as early as 1967, sought to take over management and take care of the cemetery, but he was turned down. While there was a cemetery association, it was never formally incorporated, and all its assets beyond the cemetery itself had long been spent coping with the highly destructive vandalism that the cemetery suffered. It was discovered at that time that the plot sales had not been correctly documented with the county, and that the title to the land probably still rested in the hands of descendants of Edward M. Everton. Cook County obtained clear title to the cemetery by condemnation. That sucks. Yeah. It's also, like, such a breeding ground for bad energy, dude. Mm-hmm. Though in intergovernmental agreements, responsibility for the maintenance is shared with Cook County Forest Preserve, whose land surrounds the cemetery. Several groups have, over the more recent years, donated labor to maintaining Bachelors Grove. However, beyond keeping the property somewhat less overgrown, they haven't been able to accomplish much. Between the difficulty of navigating the bureaucracy of Cook County government and the conflicts with each other as to what the cemetery should be used for, no headstone maintenance or other work beyond brush and trash has been accomplished by anyone. Damn, so they've just let this place fall apart. Yes. They've let the place fall, fall apart. It was already condemned to begin with, and other than clearing the brush around it, they haven't taken care of it. Aww. So now, I have another little ghost story of a popular apparition. Now, this is of the um, ghost called the Madonna. Okay. According to Bachelors Grove Forever, that's the name of the blog, I guess, mm-hmm. sightings of the Madonna of the Grove began in the late 1970s when a caller to a radio show reported having taken a picture of a, quote, shrouded figure carrying a baby while dressed in what resembled a nun's habit. Ew. I just got It's disgusting. chills. Reports of apparitions of the white lady. What the fuck? Okay. What? How long have we been recording? On your end. Um, 29 Mine says 27. There's two minutes that were cut out. No. Yes, mine says 27. Almost 28 now. I'm back recording. So, for the for the listeners at home, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> what is there to say? The audio cut out. And this was something, this was a story I was like, oh, you know, I, this week, I, it's not a super scary week. Like, I just found this and there's, there, I, I picked it because there's good ghost stories. 
Um, and then the audio cut out with clicking, and there's two minutes of my audio cut out. Oh my god. So. So that's fine. Reread the cursed story. Um, the story that it <laughs> cut out. According to Bachelor's Grove Forever, sightings of the Madonna of the Grove began in the late 1970s when a caller to a radio show reported having taken a picture of a, quote, shrouded figure carrying a baby while dressed in what resembled a nun's habit. Okay, spooky, scary nun in a cemetery? Yeah. Can't do it. I hate that. <laughs> hate that. Reports of apparitions of the white lady typically follow a similar description. She is a woman with dark hair dressed in a long, old-fashioned dress or dressing gown, usually described as white, either carrying an infant or laying flowers on a gravestone, or wandering around aimlessly, which is often interpreted by witness as looking for her baby. The image of a ghost, the image of a ghost that has been subsequently identified with the Madonna of the Grove, gained international attention after a photo taken by Ghost Research Society member Judy Huff Fells in 1991, was published in both the Chicago Sun-Times and the National Examiner. Mm. Which I would like to see. Are you going to look it up? I probably will after. You should look up right now. No, fuck you. (laughs) According to the Chicago Tribune, one of the most visited gravestones at Bachelors Grove is one that merely reads, Infant Daughter which receives numerous offerings from visitors in the forms of flowers, toys, and crosses. In many versions of the Madonna legend, this is understood to be the marker of the baby the Madonna is seen either carrying or searching for. This marker belongs to Marcia May, the daughter of Catherine Boat Fulton. Apparently, at the time of the baby's death, there was bad blood between her mother's family and the Boats, and her father's family, the Fultons. As such, a Fulton baby was not allowed to be buried on boat land. So, was interred by the Fulton family plot at Bachelors Grove, buried far away from her mother. Why? So fucked up. So that's about the Madonna. And I do believe I have a Reddit, like, testimonial. Okay, okay. Our faves. Mm-hmm. Everything's recording, thank God. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time. That's horrible that they buried her so far from her daughter. Yeah, the whole thing sucks. I'm glad that people like leave little gifts and loving things there because that's so horrible. I don't know. Okay. She was she was buried in the mom's like family cemetery. Why did they have to bury her so far away from the mom? Because the mom was a vote. Oh, I, I hear you. That's sad. So this is called, it's just called Bachelor's Grove by Reddit user. It's from 11 months ago. Okay, okay, that's cool. Um, By Reddit user Lauren Liza. I visited the cemetery with a couple of friends in the spring of 2017. We arrived there around 6.30 p.m., parked at the small lot across the road from the cemetery, and made our way over. I was in a photography class at the time and brought a school-issued camera with me to take pictures. Ooh, make note of that. (laughs) Yeah. Walking into the cemetery felt sort of overwhelming, like we had walked into a lively party where everyone suddenly went quiet and stared at us, even though we were the only ones there. Yuck. I took some pictures in the cemetery, and after a while we decided to walk deeper into the woods. This would turn out to be a mistake. As the three of us walked along the creek, I couldn't shake the sense of unease that was settling in. Despite it still being pretty light out and due to being early spring, 
The leaves hadn't grown back, so we could see pretty far in every direction. Something that still creeps me out about this place is the lack of sound. I listened for the chirps and scurries of wild animals, but the only sound in the woods was our footsteps in the leaves and the creek. Literally us at Potato Creek. <laughs> yeah. Except we heard, like, shuffling. Yeah, and whatever was plopping into the water. Plopping? <laughs> they cannonballed, bitch. That was... <laughs> I wish... I'm so glad... I'm so glad that you didn't hear the first one, because that would have, like... It would have been too much. I would have jumped into the water. <laughs> My camera, fully charged died a few times. When I turned it back on, it was it still had full battery. Ew. We came across multiple round clearings in the woods. There are rumors of dark magic and rituals taking place here, so at the time I attributed it to that. There was a picnic bench in one of the clearings, and I took a picture of my friends on my cell phone, standing on the bench part. They were smiling, and when I took the photo, it their faces were distorted. Oh, my female no. friend appeared sad and scared, and my male friend appeared angry, but they were perfectly <gasps> fine. Ew. I, I literally am freezing. Like, what the hell? A few minutes after taking that picture, my phone mysteriously went missing, and we searched all over the area. We were still right by the picnic bench, so we could we figured it couldn't be far. Until the sun started to go down, and we realized we needed to get the hell out of there. We ditched the phone, and my female friend managed to lead us out. As we were leaving, I saw a completely black shadow figure with a brimmed hat walking parallel to us, maybe ten feet into the woods. He was walking through dense woods and made no sound. I'm not going to start crying. Honestly, like, what the hell? Also, who just leaves their phone? This was 2017, and if it's getting dark enough and you're scared and there's, like, dark rituals and shit, I would be like, fuck the phone. That's fine. That's fair. He was walking through dense woods and made no sound. I have no idea why I didn't react in the moment, but when I asked my male friend about this later, he said he saw it too. Ugh. When we got back to my house, some unfortunate events went down with my family that were most likely inevitable, but I think the energy I brought back certainly could have contributed. When I brought the camera to my room, the energy seemed to shift, and I saw several figures and anomalies as I scrolled through the photos. I deleted them all right then. Everything felt more normal after that, though the energy in my living room, where my family thing happened, was off until we move out. Even my completely skeptical mother admitted that the lighting looked wrong and things felt off in that room after this. I'm still interested in haunted places and the paranormal, but this experience made me wary of those things. There is a comment. I can't believe you said it's not that scary. (laughs) (laughs) I never, like, I... I didn't think it... It's not that scary, but, like, people's encounters are scary. Yeah. This says, Been there on a few occasions. Yes, I confirm there is an uneasy stillness in the grove and and the walk up to it. Specifically, from the path off the Midlothian Turnpike. The surrounding woods are incredibly dense, too. I don't know what's going on there, but it's there. I've read that the woods were actually inhabited by several small towns at one point, and eventually consolidated to a larger town. The home's foundations, even rudimentary plumbing, can be found in the woods. Ew. So that is Bachelor's Grove the Cemetery. That Are we is going? Yes, so we have to go. Scary. 
Yeah, that's fine. I wish it wasn't in, like, woods. I think that scares me a lot, obviously. This person says, experiences, a couple actually, in Chicago's Bachelor Grove Cemetery. Do we want to, or do you want to do yours? Oh, do it. Okay. Okay, hang on. Do you want to be held? Was reading various spooky stuff online, one of those nights, and stumbled in here. Felt like sharing. Not very active on Reddit, more of a browser. But I feel like others may appreciate this. So Bashers Grove Cemetery is quite a well-known place here in the Chicago area. A very old, rather small cemetery that is seemingly forgotten. Overgrown, gravestones, crumbling, all next to a large swamp. When we arrived in three separate cars, we realized the parking lots for the adjacent park grounds were all closed for the night. And of course, there's no lot for the cemetery. So we went to a local 7-Eleven about a mile and a half north of the cemetery. The lot was empty, and the clerk in the store said he's fine with his parking. And so it begins. Ew, they walked a mile and a half. That means you have to run a mile and a half back. (laughs) And I'm running. (laughs) Yeah. We make the trek south. No sidewalks in this area, so we were walking along the side of the road. Surprisingly, not a single car passed the entire time we were walking. Yeah. Everything was just quiet. That's the third time someone has said so that like, it's, like, deadly quiet. So nothing, like, no bugs or animals are, like, living around there because of all the bad juju, I feel like. We finally reached the opening to the cemetery, which is just a few yellow posts and a dainty chain draped across. They give you the Google coordinates for the because it's not, like, marketed. Oh they, like, gosh. put the Google coordinates. Ugh. Passing through this, you start down a long trail into the woods that is eclipsed by a canopy of trees across its length, blocking most of the already dim streetlights. We got a pretty far distance into this trail when we came across a branching path that was basically pitch black and had a similar canopy from trees and bushes. It was only about five feet high or so. Everyone was spooked, but I generally love anything creepy and exploring that sort of thing, so I ventured in as my friends made various comments about how much of a nope that move was. (laughs) I went through for maybe about a minute or two and cleared the canopy only to see a wooden porch of a house with a lantern by the door. What? (laughs) Figuring I may be trespassing on property of the people who may tend the cemetery or something, I turned back. Though we were already technically trespassing. I told my friends it was nothing, and we moved along to the actual cemetery. That's not what I would have done. No, I would have moved along right back to my goddamn car. (laughs) (laughs) I would have never walked a mile and a half. (laughs) I would have never parked in (laughs) 7-Eleven. here yeah she's very loud she's adorable you won't be able to hear her on the mic though i don't think i hope so you can no you can't i'm looking okay really cool place amazing overgrown scenery next to the swamp plenty of old gravestones got tons of nighttime photos overall great experience when we finally left we were passed by what seemed like a dozen cars on the way back Seemingly, we had entered back into civilization after our adventure. Fast forward to the next day, going through the pictures. I find what appears to be like a subtle outline of a woman holding what seems to be a baby. Oh no. Pretty psyched by this. It's not clear, oh, that's a ghost type of picture. Just a blur of white 
that roughly resembles the silhouette of a woman holding a baby, which I thought was kind of cool looking. Show it to my friends who turned to me to show their pictures, one of which is a headstone that has nothing on it except the words, infant daughter. <gasps> Toys scattered all over the headstone and on the ground from various visitors. We look it up, and it turns out the woman has been dubbed the Madonna. They say it's a woman in white that appears to be holding a baby. Super spooked. Fast forward again, roughly six years. The pictures taken were misplaced and I have nothing to show for the visit, but me and my friends fondly talk about that night when chatting about anything spooky. My mother, who I told all of this to right after it happened, bought a Chicago haunted book. This is still six years later with a list of multiple haunted places on the city, and supposedly what happens in these places. She's looking through the book and I'm watching TV and all I hear is, holy shit. I look up and she's staring at me. I bite and ask, what'd you find? She reads a portion about Bachelor's Grove Cemetery that describes one of the things people say happens here, which is a farmhouse appears what? for some, oh with a glowing God. light emanating from it. Evidently, the location varies, and sometimes it moves farther from people as they approach it and ultimately vanishes upon exiting the cemetery. Some say if you enter, you never come out. You know, the typical spooky stuff. But my mom was freaking out because she remembered me mentioning it that I had gone up to a house with a light and left casually as to not get caught. Uh. <laughs> she spooked you. <laughs> mm -hmm. She did. She got me. <laughs> She's mommy's baby. Let's see. This isn't a house that there are people just tell spooky stories about. Another tidbit about it is that there's no record of any houses being anywhere on the cemetery grounds or even near it. Oh. I've been back once during the day and there's no five foot path into the woods. Oh. No house God. anywhere in the cemetery. I thought the picture I got was pretty cool. Um. Finding out that a house I saw and talked about casually over the years, various people have said that it doesn't exist, gave me chills. Yeah, I that made me a little bit nauseous, honestly. <laughs> like, real talk, that's horrifying. That's like the barn on Cuba Road. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Oh, okay. This person says, in response to them, finally mm. something I can talk about. Me and my friends all went to DeVry and Tinley, so we were super close to it. Anyway, we've gone at least ten times and haven't gotten much evidence. The only thing I've seen is a piano wire at neck height. <gasps> and once we heard a metal-on-metal metal sound, like someone had a hammer and was hitting a gate. I've taken a hundred pictures with little to show for it. I've also conducted Ouija board sessions. Oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Piano wire at neck height? That's fucking horrifying. Oh my god. People are really freaked out by it. I am too. We're not going. I decided. We said we weren't going to go to Potato Creek and then we went. I'm not going to Bachelor's Grove. Ew, there's definitely, like, people who go in there and do, like, witchcraft, satanic shit. Absolutely. Not all witchcraft is satanic or whatever, but it's 
there it's just like there are no but there is certain witchcraft that is geared towards the darker exactly so many signs that i'm reading that like this person said that they saw a stuffed animal head on a noose like way deep into the forest um you know it doesn't help either that like there's gonna be people like doing shit also that i mm -hmm. mean you know already like satanic cults or dark magic or whatever that's like very much very bad like but there's also gonna be just like stupid kids going in there and fucking around and doing ouija board stuff so like that's also gonna bring a lot of bad energy um this person said that they went camping there or not camping there but they just like went there they even provided like pictures of them in 2001 like being there at night and then they said it it was not all peachy keen throughout the night though i had heard of shadow figures and hooded figures and i was naturally worried about ritual abuse and devil worshippers that are rumored to be about the area what i did see was hovering hooded figures moving back and forth through the fence area paying particular attention to the entrance they zoomed back and forth over and over, and that made me really nervous. They seemed more like guardians than antagonists. What made me more nervous was that I began hearing animals screaming. Oh my god. I specifically heard a dog screaming in pain and felt like it was very close to me, but I couldn't see it. The dog didn't seem to want to hurt me, but I did not move from my spot as that th- she was sitting at, a gr- at one of the gravestones yeah. until the sun came up. How do you how do you do that how do you see little guys zooting around and you're like i'll just just stay here just before that happened it was as if a dimmer switch had turned everything down it all faded from view as the crack of dawn only slightly began to creep yes so it's nighttime shit gets spooky um at what at which point i walked to a nearby diner had breakfast and came back to the cemetery to take pictures with a disposable camera Naturally, not one photo came up. They were all completely black. Oh my god, this person's a psychopath. They said, I would like to add that this experience was so profound to me that it slowly became the impetus for me to become a psychic as well, and a certified hypnotherapist. Like, this literally, like, changed the course of their life. I mean, it has to, because why? That's, like, not... Oh my god, I can't not. I literally did not know it was this scary. I am so disgusted. I'm so cold. <laughs> I am so scared. <laughs> like I didn't I swear to god I didn't know. And like I mean that's the thing is obviously some hardcore shit is happening there. But like they also have like satanic worshipers or cult stuff going on. So you also have to worry about, like, human beings as well, you know? It's giving, like, it's giving a, a combination, like, definitely a combination of things, like, how you're saying is going on. But to me, it's... <laughs> screaming. Animals screaming. <laughs> Animals screaming. It's just my cat. <laughs> I'm, I really need to do this. There's, it's a multi-layered thing, mm-hmm. and I'm always more scared of the human beings that could be in there. Always. Right. And yet, this is giving, like, 
portal vibes. Definitely. Definitely. Oh my god. Look at what you stumbled upon. Yuck. Yuck. So I'm not going there, and that's a fact. Cut to us at the front of Bachelor Woods. Guess where we are. <laughs> we have our little travel mics now. We do. We could go there. I'm not staying there at night, though. No, but I do think we have to be like sunset vibes. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's when shit gets real. Well, that was terrifying. Okay, so, oh my god, I have to, like, detox. This is this is what it is. This will be a nice little detox for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> a little spooky story that is not terrifying. Um, so I did O'Henry's Roadhouse building. It is 20 miles south of Chicago in Willow Springs. Have you ever heard of Willow Springs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... It is currently the site of the Irish Legend, which is a pub, sports bar, and restaurant. But it originated as O'Henry's Roadhouse, then became Henry's O'Henry's Two, then Cavalone's West, then Rico D's, and oh, then it's another one of these Frankie's Pizza Roadhouse, and then finally, it kind of got really dilapidated and abandoned. And then mm. um, whoever owns the Irish Legend really, I guess, brought it back. So, the history of this location is that it was, of like Willow Springs even, is it's in the Des Plaines Rivers Valley. Um, it's on an upland moraine, which is just like rolling hills, basically, and that's formed by Ice Age glaciers. And so it's like the deeper rolling hills instead of just like the flat, flat Illinois that we know. Oh my god, what just happened? Shit went down. What happened? Um, everything disconnected for a second. I was like, let me just ignore it. <laughs> I know you were like frozen in place. It was something like, it was like if something smacked your microphone. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, this is interesting. It is known by geolis- geologists as Mount Forest Island, and Native Americans used to bury their dead here. Interestingly enough, there's not one Native American ghost there because Native American burial grounds is not the cause of all white people hauntings, just to clarify. <laughs> Always. You know how we're team, like, if if that were true, they'd all be dead. For all sure. All white people would be dead. Exactly. So, really beautiful, sacred land, probably just from, like, it's beautiful. Um... I don't know, location, but, um, yeah, no, no curses or anything as <laughs> Hollywood would like you to believe. Um, so in 18- Hollywood would like you to believe that every ghost that has ever existed is a Na- Native American. Absolutely. They're stupid. Uh, <laughs> so in 1854, Chicagoans declared this area as a great picnic spot, um, known as Spadis Grove. And then by 1883, the railroad reached from Chicago to Willow Springs with the construction of the canal not far behind. And this encouraged population growth between 1892 and 1899. The population was made up of mostly Italians, Germans, Polish, and Irish, um, with ice harvesting as the booming business. I didn't know ice harvesting was like the move. (laughs) 
but we've heard about this um in the dull mansion yeah that episode where we did the dull mansion and the um it's like and it's in frozen no that one and well yeah it's in frozen (laughs) but also there's another one over in crystal lake that we did that was like spring grove and it was like where al capone was um it was like his like suburban hideaway yeah, well, well, a little uh, spoiler alert, Al Capone loves this place, too. It's gotten to the point where I feel like Al Capone, like... There was seven of them? Yeah, like, what did he do? You know, like, it sounds like he was just, like, leisurely hanging around a lot of places, a lot of places. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, like, we've also, we've talked about this, too, where it's, like, he, like, low-key couldn't settle down in any spot because he was being actively hunted. Yeah, so fair. I think that like him bopping around was seventy five percent of his time. Yeah, seriously. Um, Honestly, so goals. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I wish bopping around was my safety net. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so with that profit flowing through Willow Springs with the ice harvesting, uh, more unsavory business started to move down towards there um, from Chicago, such as gambling, drink and prostitution um this was especially the cause because there was no police department set up in this area or even near it the closest was the cook county police which was again 20 miles away and they were exhausted with all of the the gangsters (laughs) Mm. so in the 1920s um a large gangster-like presence was in Willow Springs due to the illegal business and no police. Um, especially when Prohibition hit, Willow Springs became a staple for all speakeasies. Oh, Henry's Roadhouse was established just before 1920s, somewhere between the 1915 and 1918. And it is a two-story brick building with um, a large attic and a large basement. And it housed all of the illegal activities one could hope for, being nicknamed the Pleasure Palace. <laughs> Slippery Noodle. Yeah, basically, literally. <laughs> um, it was built fully from mob money. And so uh, Al Capone, it was one of his little stops. It was one of his little boppers. There was a specific area in this building that mobsters used to take troublemakers um, and they would torture and ultimately usually kill people. And this was in the basement. So the basement had a lot of like dark, dark history, obviously, to it. Um, The building had a lot of special features, including in the basement, it had secret tunnels, three tunnels that would, uh, one went to a mausoleum one went to the woods in the back and one went to a mob owned ballroom across the street but it like went underground basically choose your own adventure huh literally and oh my god i skipped the page uh i like wrote my notes and i like flipped it up and there's nothing on the next page and i was like tamra Something happened <laughs> um, that I would have actually died. So, um, so yeah, the dance hall, and it was a full casino in the basement. The 
Other floors, including the attic, all had secret hallways and secret staircases and Mm -hmm. different, like, openings and false walls and even a false ceiling that led to secret rooms. So it was a pretty uh, crazy place. So that's basically, like, the history of the building. It obviously went through a lot of hands, as I said, um, had a lot of different businesses there, and then currently is open as that Irish pub. Some, and so now I'm going to go through the deaths, uh, some of the gangsters who were often, like, fired by Al Capone would be murdered in that basement. Great. Um, <laughs> people who were to, like, break rules, either, like, gambling or, like, getting too rowdy or something, they were also often just, like, killed on site. Like, you had, like, zero chances, you know? <laughs> you really had to hold your liquor at this place. And then the killing and torture room in the basement was heavily used with the dirt floor tunnels and um, access to the mausoleum and woods. So it's said that there are likely many bodies buried just like all over the property. Amazing. Love that for them. And like a notable event that happened there is a bartender fell in love with one of the prostitutes and um, she was considered taken by a ruthless gangster. And so the bartender was like attacked as he was going down the stairs and was brutally murdered. The gangster broke his neck and um, then he beat the girl to death and buried them both in the dirt floor in the basement. What the fuck? Um, that was disgusting and nasty. One thing about you, you're gonna pick a fucking gangster-related fucking scary mob-related shit. <laughs> Literally? Not on purpose. Only in the way that you pick scary cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> like, not on purpose at all. I literally didn't... I didn't know! <laughs> You see something called, like, Bachelor's Grove, and I'm like, okay, this will be a nice... I, like, went out of my way to pick a mild one. <laughs> well, you did a terrible job. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay, so those are pretty much the deaths. Then I'll get into the ghosts that people see. And this is all off of hauntedhouses.com. Shout out to them. Shout out to you for finding it. So, the first thing that people... These are accounts. Um, most of them are just, like, accounts that a lot of people have so in the upstairs office rooms that used to be the brothel people report areas feeling extremely hot so instead of like yeah so instead of like cold spots they're like hot spots oh my god yeah that's like Um, that shit yeah ew i can't think about that um and having strong order odors having strong odors appear out of nowhere and then just disappear. Hate um, that. People sometimes feel these hot spots like actually on their skin. This one like investigator group kept feeling it as if someone like was burning their face. No. No. <laughs> no. The touching. The touching. <laughs> and then a lot of investigators have gotten photos with unexplained light phenomenons phenomenons um in different areas of the rooms upstairs usually like almost like making their way across Mm -hmm. the room yuck (laughs) 
another thing people commonly find is in the second floor, same area um, in the hallway, people have felt an aggressive male presence go straight <gasps> through them. Like walk straight through them. I would, you'd have to resuscitate me. <laughs> Full rigor. Um, and employees have seen a shadowy man in an overcoat going up and down the basement stairs. Gross. In the basement. Oh. Owners and staff and investigators all report feeling extremely uneasy when being in a basement and most people have not been able to be down there for more than a few minutes in, at a time. Yeah, including like investigators, including owners. <gasps> Gag. Um, an EVP was caught in the basement by an investigator. They asked, did something happen to you here? And a female voice responds beneath the floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. my god no mm -hmm. um and everyone has described walking on that floor as the grossest thing in the world it, they describe mm. it as oily they describe <gasps> it as like almost like walking on bone fragments and is this a joke no they say it's like walking on fresh moving oily dirt so like walking uphill in sand yeah. And people are going here for fun? For yeah. Yeah. Other people have described it as like walking on a freshly buried grave or a freshly like dug grave. Sick. That's it's my sick. favorite, I think. <laughs> um, there is in the basement uh, an investigation team along with catching that audio. They have a video of a shadow and it was caught slinking by the boiler in the basement, and then it disappears a moment later. We love slinking. You hate slinking. I hate slinking. <laughs> I will not. I will not be subscribing to that. Thank you. And then the last ghost, the only ghost that's like, other than the shadow and stuff, like, there is a ghost of people think a murdered prostitute oh no and she travels all over the building like she goes everywhere you see her everywhere um and people have people have seen her bloodied and beaten face in the reflection of mirrors in different bathrooms throughout no. the building i can't so okay so there's mine the <laughs> reflection hell no no. Like the one the other t the other day when we read the, about like the mirror and the rattling in the frame. Yeah, yeah. Um, cold spots can be felt whenever she's around, so she's not the person making people like warm. <laughs> and the owner of Rico D's had an experience where he said that she appeared in front of him and was talking about the updates that were being made to the building and how she liked them. Wow. Yeah. See, I ended it on a nice note. <laughs> it was a nice little note. Let's see. How far apart are they? How far apart are who? Oh, Henry's and Bachelor Grove. Do a little map. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want Bachelor Grove anywhere near my search history. 
I shan't. Oh, so Willow is 20 miles south of Chicago. I know Tinley is a little bit south of Chicago, so they're probably mm-hmm. pretty close. Do it. I'm not doing it. I shan't do it. We gotta go to Bachelor's Grove. I cannot go to Bachelor's Grove. We've gone to Potato Creek. We went to Potato Creek. We spent the night there. Yeah, and we had a pretty scary experience, I'd say. (laughs) I would also say that. (laughs) So maybe not at night. We don't have to go to Bachelor Grove at night. Definitely not at night. Also, the parking isn't there. And so then I'm not walking a mile and a half into the woods to then have to run out. So that was O'Henry's Roadhouse. And also Bachelor Grove Cemetery. And if you guys want to visit and go see them, y'all can let me know how it goes and email in at goldpeedspodcast at gmail.com because I'm not going. So I'll live vicariously through you on that one. So, like, we're going to go. So if you go at night, <laughs> please let us know what's going on. If it's, like, chill, if yeah. it's spooky spooks. If you see um, these, like, floating figures zooting around. A man in a wide brim hat. A house. <laughs> not me. You won't see me there. That's what you're not gonna see. Kelly's gonna be safely on the trail. Kelly's Although, that's you not get brave safe. on location. I what? do get brave on location. Did you hear what? that? No. What happened? Nothing. Um, you get brave on location. <laughs> when do. you get to to the place, you're like, Nah, this is fine. And then yeah. you feel better. And then some scary shit happens. And now we're crying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you can get me there, but I I don't think you can. <laughs> I feel like it's so fresh that we went to Potato Creek, so now I'm like, oh, God, I gotta go back to the fucking woods. Yeah, no, I'm not going to the woods. Like, let's go on a ghost tour somewhere where someone else is there guiding us, telling us what's happening. That's not like, where I don't we have the just... pod, queen. That's fair. Not there. Not there. <laughs> Let's go to the the Chain of Lakes oh, mansion. The Whispering Wings mansion. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to go there either. <laughs> Maybe we can send Matt and Luce. No. Investigate for us. They're going to come back and be like, we had a great time. <laughs> I didn't we like made friends with this me. one lady who was looking for her baby. <laughs> We helped her find her. This guy was really tall. It was like almost like he was floating, but eh. <laughs> there's these hooded figures guarding the gate, but other than that, like it was so other relaxed. That, and honestly, when I thought about it, it made sense because like it is, <laughs> you know night in a cemetery, so they someone's got to do work. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you have any locations that you want us to check out please email at ghoulbeanspodcast at gmail.com or DM us at ghoulbeanspodcast on Instagram. And just please send in your stories. Go visit these places. Tell us. I'm not going. Cut to us going. <laughs> Thank Thanks you for, for joining. joining. And spilling. The, the Ghoul Bean.